Well, how many people can say that they spooked a goat into giving birth? You know, I feel like I'm probably one of the few people, um, definitely in Cleveland, uh, who had ever done that. But I think that is just like I asked you to distill Cleveland, and you did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh man, that was life. Welcome to this special Thanksgiving week episode of Meaningful Miscellanea with your hosts, Jacob Tilton and Richie Sessions. Richie, we have a very special guest with us this week. Why don't you tell us who that is? Yes, we do. We have Ross Lockwood, friend, uh, RUF campus minister at Trinity in San Antonio, husband of Ann Todd, father to Bo, Ira, and Olney, and uh, just an all-around great guy, and uh, a Mississippian. Uh, Mississippian. Yeah, and you've I, Ross just moved to San Antonio about the same time that I did this past summer, and uh, so you've known Ross for a while. How how long have you known Ross? Pro- I mean, I've known of Ross for probably the better part of a decade, but because uh, of mutual friends. But I've known him personally for six and a half, going on seven years, because we started RUF at the same time. Wow. Well, welcome, Ross. Yeah, thanks, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, it's a joy to, to join y'all. Yeah, you literally. This was uh, we were recording, and I walked into your office about ten minutes ago and said, "Hey, would you like to be on this episode?" So uh, thanks for being spontaneous with us. Absolutely. Yeah, I had my last RUF meeting uh, last night. And so I have literally nothing to do today. So you actually picked a great time Sweet. to just burst into my office. Oh, that's great. Uh, like, wow. you know, all of the style of Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> so I really enjoyed uh, the invite. Thanks. Yes. Oh, man. So uh, you're from Mississippi. You went to Mississippi State, right? I did. So we Go wanna... Bulldogs. <laughs> there you go. We want to ask you about some of your time in Mississippi. So where... Tell us about where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up actually in Hernando, Mississippi, uh, which is, you could, I guess, call it like a glorified suburb um, of Memphis. Uh, And my parents um, actually lived in two different towns. My parents separated when I was three. So I spent half my time in Memphis, half of my time in Hernando. Uh, You know, and of course, most people call Memphis the largest city in Mississippi, even though it's in Tennessee. Um, So I grew up in Hernando, Hernando. which is a very small little town, not a whole lot going for it, although it's sort of exploded in the past decade or so. It's kind of grown a lot, a lot more new businesses and things like that happening. They have a Starbucks? Do they have a Starbucks? Yeah. I believe they do. Yeah, I think they have maybe two, which means like they're officially like a metropolis now. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, impressive. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) the test. That's the test. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, with my with my mom. My mom was very close, um, is very close with with her parents who lived in Cleveland, Mississippi. And I spent a lot of time, most of my summers, actually, in a little town, Cleveland, 
Yeah, it's yeah. So it's spelled as if it would be pronounced Chally Beat. So it's C H A L Y B E A T E. Yeah, which Cleveland was just a tiny town, uh, which is an offshoot of Walnut, Mississippi. Uh, and Walnut, of course, as everybody knows, is near Corinth. So that's uh, if you ever had been to Cleveland, then uh, you've really discovered a. Would you say it's a, a suburb jewel. of Corinth? Is it a suburb of Corinth? <laughs> Walnut might be. I'm not sure. There, I mean, it's like you know, Cleveland's a Cleveland has a population of about 50 people, I think. So, so Cleveland's a suburb of Walnut. Yeah, that's right. Cleveland sounds like something I would have learned about in health class that would have made everybody blush in the <laughs> fifth grade. <laughs> he got oh, that Cleveland. He he darn got he got Cleveland. He ain't he ain't been the same since. <laughs> he refuses to go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Cleveland. Tell us what like I, I want you to tell us like, what's a what's a story about grow like being in Cleveland that just sort of distills it for us, the essence of Cleveland for you. Yeah, so Cleveland there again, there's there's not a Starbucks to this day in Cleveland. The only fast food mm -hmm. restaurant was a subway that was inside of a gas station. Um, you know. And uh man, it's just small town, one church. First Baptist Church of Cleveland, I'm pretty sure, uh, which was where everybody went to on Sundays, you know. Um, I wish I remembered the name of the pastor there, but I uh, spent a lot of my summers there. I would spend, I mean, a lot of my time with my grandparents in Cleveland and just very slow, you know, not a lot, of lot, not a lot going on. Uh, my grandfather, uh, actually, his daddy, uh, Ross Connor Lockwood, who I was named after, um, he started a truck line in Cleveland called Gay Truck Line because uh, his, uh, his, actually his last name was Gay. So Ross Connor Gay, um, it was my great-grandfather's name. So Gay Truck Line out of Cleveland, Mississippi. And it was one of the only, probably one of the bigger businesses in the town. And so my grandfather worked, he was a diesel mechanic uh, who worked for the truck line there. And um, yeah, so I spent a lot of my times with him working on diesel engines as a little he boy. We'd wake up. Your grandfather worked for Mr. Gay. My grandfather worked, yeah, for the Get for Gay truck Mr. line. Mr. Gay. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, and and uh, we would wake up three o'clock in the morning. He would pour me a hot cup of coffee in a water glass mm. when I was about four or five years old, even. And we would go and early in the morning we would feed his goats before we went off to the Gay truck line, and we would uh, work on some diesel engines until about mid afternoon. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. So, so let me, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. Just a lot of information that's very <laughs> delicious to me. So goats, can we go back to goats? I'd like to double click on sure. that. Sure. Mm. Yeah. My grandfather, for as long as I could remember, he raised, I wish I knew that specific name of this breed of goats, but they're the fainting goats. You know, if you've like YouTube fainting goats, you'll see them. Um, but he would, uh, I'm not exactly sure what initially got him uh, in the goat business. What what gets a person in the goat business? Yeah, is goat cheese sure. a uh, high commodity in Cleveland? In Cleveland, yeah, it's a, it's a hot commodity. JT, you know, a question I would have: Do fainting goats do they do we eat goat cheese from fainting goats? Do they produce that kind of that kind of milk? That's true. That's true. And does it make us sleepy? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. 
But one time I actually remember, I think I was probably 11 or 12 years old. Um, you know, I like to get into a lot of shenanigans as a younger boy. And so I would mm -hmm. try to spook the fainting goats into fainting. And one time I uh, was behind a tree and I popped out uh, to spook one of the fainting goats. And I forgot that she was very uh, late with child. And I actually spooked this fainting goat into giving birth right in front of me. And she oh, just ran goodness. off. And it was, she didn't faint. She she gave birth. And it was a very traumatizing yet beautiful moment. Uh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> For so everyone. she she didn't faint would have otherwise probably fainted instead her response was to immediately go into labor yeah right yeah she was a birthing goat i guess instead of a fainting a goat birthing so she goat. didn't faint she just huh how'd that That's make you feel seeing like witnessing that ross man the feeling the feelings wheel you know i feel like there's a, probably a number of feelings fear <laughs> elation Pride, maybe, was one of them, you know? Pride? Uh, <laughs> Tell me why. I'm, I'm interested. Tell me about pride. Tell me why you felt prideful about. Well, how many people can say that they spooked a goat into giving birth, you know? I feel like I'm probably one of the few people, um, definitely in Cleveland, uh, who had ever done that. But I think that is just like, I asked you to distill Cleveland, and you did, Ross Lockwood. <laughs> Oh, called, man. The, that was the, life. the name of the goats are myotonic. I think I pronounced myotonic goats. Myotonic or or Tennessee fainting goat. A myotonic goat okay. or a my or a Tennessee fainting goat. Um, that's the kind of goat that you ran up. So when you went up to to try to spook it, did you want it? Did you do it because you're like, hey, I, I'm going to make one of these goats faint because you had some time on your hands and you wanted to do that. Like, hey, I've got, I want to see a goat faint. And you did that, and you didn't know yes. that this goat was with, with goat. Like, you right. didn't know. <laughs> this goat was with goat. Yeah, heavy with goat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my grandfather, um, you know, he, apart from being a diesel mechanic, he also was an avid catfisher, and he had a lot of ponds in his on his land. And so I would just spend a lot of time back, you know, in his, on his land fishing for catfish, either via trot line or with a bamboo pole, uh, actually cut from his yard, a bamboo stick that we would attach a string and a hook to and use chicken liver, of course, uh, to catch the catfish. And so if I wasn't catfishing, if I got bored doing that, or if I was waiting for a bite, then I would just look around and look for some of the goats. And so then I would just go and do my best to sneak up on them. So I was just killing time. Did your grandfather ever, like, what did he think about you scaring the goats? Did he get tired of you scaring the goats? Did he tell you not to? Or did, was it just part of Oh, uh, no, he, he thought it was them? hilarious. Yeah, he was, he he always enjoyed me getting into into trouble, you know. He just, he was a, he was a, a great, just godly man who just loved his grandchildren so much. And oh, he awesome. really just, like, <laughs> loved letting us to sort of get into whatever we wanted to, you know. Um almost probably to a fault uh, Ross, so uh that that is a that is an amazing story that i'm going to think about quite often in the next <laughs> day or so but the yeah. um when the when the goats can it go back to the goat fainting when the goats sure. would faint would they actually faint like become sort of catatonic and faint or would it was it just yeah they show? just sort of like would pause 
and would just sort of like fall over on their side, you know. Um, and then I think I guess like once the shock wore off or once they felt like they were no longer in harm's way, they would just sort of come back on their feet and go about their business. I mean, isn't that adorable? <laughs> you can you see know? videos of that, right? I think I've seen that kind of phenomenon on YouTube before. It's pretty great. Did you, yeah. did they, I have to, I also ask this question. You don't have to answer it. Did, did y'all ever eat the goats? Yeah, I actually remember. So going back to Thanksgiving, uh, I remember one of my, one of the final Thanksgivings I spent with my grandfather, he, uh, slow cooked, uh, one of his goats, but he wouldn't, he didn't tell anybody what it was. He just served it on a platter. Mm. And so everyone thought it was some, uh, just gamier cut of beef or something. Oh, and we were all turkey. eating it. And then afterwards he told us, y'all know that was uh, Bessie or whatever the name of the goat was. <laughs> and everybody in my family, which we just had huge family Thanksgiving dinners, you know, and we were all were just like, what? And like, what, you, what? I can't believe we just ate one of your goats. And he just got the biggest kick out of it. He thought it was the funniest thing. I wonder if it was he the was one a real prank scared. scared. I wonder if it was the one you scared. Wow. <laughs> Golly, Ross. I mean, you just came in just off the, just honestly, just kind of blew our minds. <laughs> that was my goal. Richie, do you have any, uh, do you have any interesting animal stories? I do. You do? I do have. Yeah. So, um, you know, animals were just kind of always around. Uh, my granddad was a fan of naming uh dogs just like these one syllable names like he had a dog named big his dog was just named big <laughs> and he had, a, he had a he had a dog named gus <laughs> and and so it's just like these <laughs> hey big and i remember going and shooting a fox squirrel uh like in january where all the leaves were off the trees shooting a fox squirrel big fat fox squirrel and Big went in and retrieved it and brought it over. And my granddad put it in his big hunting vest. The big tail sits, you know, sticking out of the 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 vest. Uh, and Big just having almost like this regal. And the, what was ironic is he wasn't very big. He was actually a pretty medium-sized dog. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, you know, um, I, the, I, I have great memories of the dog Big. We also had a, we had a dog, and tell me how, you know, Arkansas is this. We had a dog, a black lab named Dixie. Uh, and Dixie, um, Dixie had some mental health uh, issues. Like, it, it just, just some, just some problems. And for some reason, like, I guess we introduced her to like the sound of guns too early. We didn't do it right. She never you know, became a duck dog, like in Arkansas, that's sort of like the thing. You have a dog that can go retrieve ducks. Dick Dixie was worthless when it came. If she just, if she even saw a gun, she would just like, just lose her dog brain. And during 4th of July, she would try to escape because like they would hear fireworks everywhere. <laughs> and there was one 4th of July, I remember, uh, that, that Dixie finally just, you know, just literally disappeared, never came back ever again. It was like oh, Dixie no. was so, yeah, so terrified at the sound of guns. She was, Dixie was sort of a gentle, just a gentle soul. Was not made for uh, the uh, rough and tumble world of Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Dixie. Dixie was way more. <laughs> Dixie was too. Uh, you know what? She was too gentle for this world. She was too gentle. Keep going. And and uh, Dixie actually had a weight problem. Um, my dad liked to feed Dixie like cake and hot dog buns. Hot dog buns. And uh, and I just remember Dixie. I just she sort of had a fat Elvis thing going on, and she would just be like. You would see her and just be like, you know, she's got some emotional problems. And uh, <laughs> I think about her sometimes. I miss her. Uh, wherever you are right now, Dixie, I miss you. Man, that was, that was special. That was, that was special. Thanks. Dixie was special. Speaking Dixie of special, man, special. I, know it's maybe, I know it's politically incorrect to say. But that tune for Dixie is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. freaking tune. I love it. Is that. It really is. <laughs> the words, maybe not so much, but yeah. the tune, the melody. Right. We got to clarify. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Man, that was. I felt like we just shared a moment, guys. We did. You really did. It's all because of Thank Ross. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Wow. Thanks for bringing the hey man. Thanks for bringing the myotonic goat stories in and absolutely just everything anytime. Your granddad sounded like a great man. He was. He was a great man. He was the spiritual patriarch of our family. He was a Gideon for a long time. And so he actually, that gas station that had the subway, the one place that you could actually go to get a fast food snack, um, he used to take me there. Um, I mean, you know, if I was visiting him for the summer, we would go every week and he would just evangelize to the truckers who would come through there and he would just stop and he would knock on someone's tap on their window and he would say, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, the only savior? And just ask questions of people and just knew they knew Jesus or not. I mean, he would just talk wow. to anybody about Jesus. Uh, and it was just incredible That's just really watching cool. him. Now, obviously as a, as like a 10 year old boy, I cringed right. <laughs> when he made me go to, with him to do that. Uh, it was just the worst. Um, but now I look back on that and it was very formative, obviously, yeah. in my life. And, um, you know, I, I admire him a lot for it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Did you ever eat uh, Hunt's Brothers pizza at the gas station? I guarantee you, you know, Hunt's Brothers is like every time that's the only kind of pizza in a, in a little town like that. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if it was Hunt's Brothers. What's the, what's the chicken uh, one? There's Chester also fried. like a Chester fried. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, potato logs, Hunt's Brothers Pizza. Oh, man. We call them JoJo's. You call them potato logs? Yeah. Because they're made out of potatoes. I call them JoJo's. <laughs> what would you call them, Jacob? Tater logs. You like them tater logs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, those man. are so good. Wow. Those are delicious. And gizzards, fried gizzards and JoJo's. That's what we would get. Wow. Y'all go up here, Chitty. Y'all go up here and get your potato logs and fried gizzards. Yeah, bring me an extra. <laughs> <laughs> extra. Man. Those are good memories. Well, I've got something here that I would like to uh, maybe, you know, run past you guys. Uh, Ross, if you can join us for a few more minutes. Sure. I've got some jokes I want to tell you guys, okay? Okay. Here we All go. All right. Boom, 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 you know boom. I like to keep a joke while I'm a phone, but I can never tell I'm on stage alone. 
So now it's time for some sit-down comedy. All right, here's just some rapid-fire little jokes. I uh, hope you laugh. Okay. I'm going to try to do like my, my uh, you know who Stephen Wright is? Yes. I'm going to try to do my Stephen Wright impression of this one. Okay. The other day, I saw an ad in the newspaper. Wallet found. Money already missing. <laughs> next. Thanks for laughing. All right, here's the next one. I bet the first fireplace was invented immediately after the first fire. <laughs> Man, Woo! thank you guys. I appreciate that. All right, I got one more. I got one more for you. This may be a this may be a stretch. If you ask Sting what his Desert Island Robert Zemeckis film is, do you know what he would say? What? Just the cast away. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Mm. Thanks down comedy. Wow. Thanks guys for laughing. So you don't need Ross here to laugh at my dumb Oh, jokes. that's so good. I've been told that uh, sympathy laughs are a spiritual gift of mine. <laughs> so anytime good. you yes. need someone to laugh at your jokes, I'm here for you. I've got a, I've got a good joke. Um, Ross's granddad served a pet for uh, a succulent meal. <laughs> no, it was Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> Thanksgiving meal. He served a succulent, delicious pet that and he fed it to his family. <laughs> that is... I started thinking about that again, Ross. It's like you, you just told me it kind of rattled my cage a little bit, and he was like, "Hey, y'all like this?" That's a little bit. It's kind of gamey. He's like, "Yeah, it was uh, it was Bessie. You probably you you petted her yesterday, and you ate her today." <laughs> oh man! It's almost like you know it kind of says it has some uh, little uh, it's kind of like the Passover a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Because though weren't they, didn't they bring the lamb? They brought it into the home, you, right? You had that. You had the kids. They brought it into the home and took care of it, and then they ate it. Mm. It's been traumatic. True. So there's something very, uh, very uh, typological, even mm. about your dad. Mm. You brought your granddad feeding that goat to your family. Yeah. Symbolic. Mm. I don't think he was thinking about it that deeply, but he would give a hearty <laughs> amen to it. You were. Maybe he was. That's true. Maybe he was. Well, thanks for joining us, Ross, man. Thanks for jumping on and giving us giving us some good goat stories. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, this has been a, a great joy for me. And I have secretly wanted to join the podcast. So thank you for we made thank you for reading my mind and inviting me on. I'm so glad you are on. I'm so glad this worked out, Ross. Yeah, me too. Really awesome. good being with y'all. Tell Ann Todd we said hi. Will do. You should tell you should tell yourself. I guarantee you she's listening. <laughs> nice. Hey Ann Todd. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, likewise. All right, Richie, let's do this next. Just a couple of music, all these snacks. How you can 
Yay. That's awesome. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want I told you I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this Adele song that came out and what it really what I want to talk to you about is what it reminds me of. So I'm gonna be play a little bit. This okay. is the uh easy on me. So immediately when you hear that opening of that song, Richie, what are you, is there any, like, to me that just like, it sounds like it could have been an REO Speedwagon song or something. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like a mid to late 80s power ballad. Yeah. and uh, Journey, Journey, REO Speedwagon, yeah. Right, right. And it starts with the piano. And what's cool about that song is like it doesn't really get, get much uh, more complicated than piano. There's a little bit of bass and a little bit of like muted drum kit that comes in later on it. But um, it's kind of like super subversive. But I was listening to that song one day, and then especially when you get to the uh, the chorus of it. I was listening to that and I was like, man, that reminds me of something. Not not that it's like stolen from anything, but it just reminded me so much. And then I finally, it finally uh, clicked what it reminded me of. And it reminded me of this song here. It's right here. So that's Brian Adams' amazingly youthful song, Heaven, yes, yes. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. But when you listen to like her, it reminded me so much when she sings. So that song. Yeah, yeah, right. So that song's chorus sounds like this song's verse to me. Wow. And so what I did, okay, now is it a one six minor thing? Is that like yeah, what, immediately? That's yeah. kind of what it is. And the and the and the melody is on the five. Easy on me, babe. So here's so this is gonna sound ridiculous, but what I did, so here is both I, I took the the verse of the Brian Adams song and transposed it up to the same key as Adele's song and so here they are both at the same time <laughs> hey, oh, I want to hear. Can I just hear the the Brian? 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably not as by itself. It sounds like a real earnest munchkin. You know, it sounds like a real, like a real passionate munchkin from Munchkin Land. Like the, like the, like the real. Profound munchkin. I can't get enough of that. You're just like, I think about like a munchkin with kind of like long hair, kind of in his eyes, singing that. <laughs> munchkin line. Here comes the, here comes the chorus. <laughs> Little hands. Maybe it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks just like <laughs> going at it, man. They're just taking over the arena and everyone is loving it. It's like he's trying to be like all deep, but it's just you can't help but be cute. It's adorable. <laughs> oh, man. God. So, what key did you, when it went up, what key did it go into? It went, the uh, Brian Adams song is in C, and I brought it up to F. E, F, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it went mm. up, yeah, it went up a fourth. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But what also made, with, uh, is actually sad about those songs is like the Brian Adams song is just so like, like I said, just full of youthful infatuation yeah. and, uh-huh. and looking towards the future it, naive as it may be. But that Adele song is just about divorce, a failed, yeah. a failed relationship. So it's like, yeah. it's even in, in a way it's even sadder because it's like using it's using the form, at least echoes of the form of something f- that was hopeful, but it's it's still, I mean, it's, of course it's gorgeous, but. Um, and that was Brian Adams, man. Brian Adams could just, that was his thing, man. Summer 69. I heard that on the way home uh, on the radio, like the old fashioned radio, like on my car. And, uh, and there was just something so timeless about, it just that that hook man so 80s it's almost like it's like the go-go's had that same kind of those same kind of happy little little licks like that something yeah youthful uh hopeful what's also funny about that uh brian adams song that the one we're listening to having i always laugh every time i hear him go you know, I'm I'm lying here in your arms. I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh, I'm finding it a little hard to believe. <laughs> Baby, you're all that I want. I'm finding it hard to believe this is heaven. Are this you is telling not, me? This is not what I had expected. <laughs> Not as advertised. Right. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! That was great. That was a great Easter egg. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Hopefully, we we won't actually get asked to uh, remove it by the Brian Adams estate. <laughs> the Brian Adams or the Adele estate? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I bet we're good. 
Well, I think this was a good episode, man. It turned, you know, we didn't know exactly where it was going, and this little bonus Thanksgiving episode went to some fun places. There's some things. Uh, maybe we could think about some things that we're uh, grateful for. That's true. Of, let's uh, gratitude. Let's think about that. Was it a sunrise or a book you read? Maybe a show. So, yeah, that was great. Richie, what is, uh, what's giving you life these days? Oh, honestly, like right now, um, friends, um, the older I get, I just realized that you pretty much get God and friends. Mm-hmm. I, I, at, when it's all boiled down to it, uh, the things I thought were so important in my life, uh, success, recognition, security, financial security. Uh, they just, uh, not that I've got, not that I'm sitting here with a big cigar, like, look, I've had all, been there, done that. You know, like I'm speaking and you can hear my helicopter in the background. But um, yeah, and, yeah. I, I think this last year with my dad's illness, um, and just the grind of life, there's, there's something about the simplicity of knowing God who is eternal love and then having real flesh and blood people that know you, imperfect people that know you and love you too. I just don't think there's more that we can get. Mm-hmm. I think that if you, if I was going to boil it down to what we what really really matters it just that it, it's uh and so i'm really thankful for people that i've known for years people like you uh people like my buddies here in town people that i've known over the years and and just you know the other day i, I was i was dealing with some just you know horrible you know idiot idiotic parenting thing that i you know it was just i i, I just Sometimes I shock myself at how sucky I am as a parent, and in in the in in my attempts to be a great parent, I can just be horrible. And I just I just reached out to a couple of friends, and I just said, "Hey guys, I," and I just had to process it out loud with them. And it, and I realized like, oh, this is this is really really good. It made me really really grateful because it wasn't it wasn't a formula. There's not like it's not even a book. Um, uh, it's like I'm. I need other people to see me and to speak into my life. So I'm really, really thankful for that. And um, yeah, just thankful for hope, the hope that we have in God and, and the love that we get from other people. That's, I, that's, that's, that's where it really is. I'm super thankful for that. I think, I think I just feel more thankful for that this year than I, I have in previous years. The simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would echo that. Um, you know, having old friends like you and having new friends like Ross around. Ross and his family are actually coming to our house for Thanksgiving, uh, along oh, with cool. a lot of my family in town too. So, yeah, so that's going to be that's, awesome. that's going to be good. Um, on a goat, a, y'all going to have some goat? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but we should. Maybe we should though. Maybe a little fainting you know, goat. Y'all want a little? Hey, hey, y'all want some fainting goat nuggets? <laughs> that's right. In honor of, in honor of uh, Ross, his grandpa. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I hope you do have a good Thanksgiving, Richie. You too, uh, Jacob. 
yeah i hope i hope i hope you enjoy some turkey and uh you know that you you uh say a little say a little prayer for dixie maybe I will. Know, give a the little, dog. A prayer of thanks for Dixie. Yes, the dog, Dixie. Not Dixie the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I will not pray for the Dixie that is as it's traditionally known. That's true. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I just I want to clear that up just yeah, for our listeners. Really I'm not going to pray for Dixie. <laughs> but for but 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 for the dog, I will. Just That's a memory. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for saying that. All right, folks. Hope y'all. Also have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.